Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Story of Us podcast. I'm Ashley. I'm Hollis. It's been a minute, you know. We took we took some time off, and now it's game time, bitches. No, we um had a little hiatus. We've been having a little too much fun. Way too much fun. We normally we we set out to do this podcast because we were not having fun. We needed something to distract ourselves by. We, we had no side, lives. We had no lives. We needed a side hustle. And it's summer now. It's hot girl summer. Is it hot girl summer? It's a it's our attempt at hot girl summer, but we're having fun nonetheless. We are. We are. Sometimes it doesn't have to be hot girl summer. Sometimes it can just be obnoxious girl summer. Feral girl summer. <laughs> yeah, whatever summer you're having, whatever summer we're having, it's been consuming too much of our time for our podcast, and it's just kind of fallen on the wayside. But we're back with a vengeance. We are back with a vengeance. It's podga- podcast girl summer now. Yeah, so expect a couple episodes out this week, hopefully. Hopefully. We also don't have a recording schedule because we have lives. <laughs> exactly. And also, we have been we have been recording. That's not the issue. But we've had so many different barriers in our way. Like, I feel like every time we sit down to record, something happens. Like, we forget a cord or we forget an adapter or a laptop or... For the world doesn't want us to film. No, they don't. And honestly, I'm letting go of my type A side. And because of that, like I'm trying to like let loose and like, I don't know, enjoy things. <laughs> and um, and that has resulted in me not being responsible with cords and with bringing my laptop and charging my laptop. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's just it's been a mess. But we're back. We're here to talk about right. astrology because that is something that we both care a lot about for absolutely no reason. It's Definitely a big personality trait of mine is that I'm way too into astrology. Like I am the annoying astrology friend that's always like, oh, that's such a fucking Aries move. Or like <laughs> and before spoken like a true Pisces or something. And before you click off because you think astrology is stupid, hang tight. We we fully subscribe to the notion that astrology tells you a lot about who you are. I think what I like most about astrology is that it is a way to feel witnessed. Like you read about your sun sign and your big three and your rising and all that different kind of stuff. And you're, it tells you about yourself. It tells you about your purpose. It tells you what you're good at. It tells you what you're bad at. It tells you what you need to work on. So for me, like a person that like doesn't know what's going on most of the time, <laughs> I find it extremely helpful. I think that you don't give yourself enough credit. You're very self-aware. Self-aware, yes, but also I have no direction. So (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate a little bit of a checklist and I like people telling me what to do. So I've gotten into many a fight with um, usually males. Um, I won't generalize, but males. It's a male Um, thing. Let's let's generalize because it's true. That think astrology is stupid or that it's fake or that it's like whatever. They throw a lot of um, misogynistic terms my way about it. Try and mansplain Try and mansplain it. I'm like, I don't care. So here's my logical. Spoken like a Gemini. True. True. Okay. So here's the thing. I'm a very logical person. I mean – I am a hopeless romantic. Let's not let's not kid ourselves. But aren't we both? Aren't we both? <laughs> That's why we work. We have that in common. We do, we do. But but here's my logical sales pitch for why astrology is fun and could improve you as a person. So I think that astrology is worth taking into consideration from a psychological perspective, simply on the basis that the month that you were born or like the time frame that you were born does have a lot of influence in your early life. So the argument that I usually use for this is like, so for summer birthdays, I think that when you grow up and you have a summer birthday, it definitely affects 
your personality because birthdays are such a big deal at school, right? Mm-hmm. Because people like bring you stuff and you get like and shouted shout out. out on the announcement. I was about to say shout out on the announcement. I'm a summer birthday, so I'm really salty about this. So exactly. So I think that it either makes you a little bit like insecure or feel like less important or feel like other people are more important because like you didn't get that sort of attention when you were growing up. And like regardless of where whether you care about your birthday or not, I think that when you get that one day where like people like your classmates people that you might not necessarily be friends with like give you the attention of saying like happy birthday like wish you well on a specific day of the year like gives you a sense of belonging Mm -hmm. like in whatever school setting you're in and like maybe we're just speaking from a catholic school setting but i do (laughs) i do think that you know like birthdays do matter when you're in elementary school the same way that like everyone gives each other valentines like it's like it's i think that it 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 culminates into the kind of person you are. So like people who have fall birthdays usually I think have the most like birthday clout I would say when you're in elementary school because it's like the beginning of the school year. Everyone's coming off of summer. Everyone's excited to be back Mm -hmm. and they are excited to see their friends on a daily basis. And then when there's like cupcakes at lunch or like something like that, like everyone's super excited. So I think that a lot of fall birthdays have a lot of self-importance. That explains Leos and Libras so well. I Exactly. And then I think that um, winter birthdays often uh fall to the wayside because of holidays so they either they either you know like cocoon up or feel the need to like loudly have mm-hmm. like be themselves and make their mark because they have to overshine thanksgiving christmas whatever other holidays you might celebrate like in those holiday months because you have to like you know make your birthday just as important as like a national holiday And then I think that um, in the spring, they are, you know, like everyone has like a newfound like life to them because winter's over and everyone like wants to start socializing again. So I think that that like brings like a social element to spring birthdays or like a um, rebirth. Like, yeah, like an outgoing. And then also I think that on that rebirth note, like that a lot of spring birthdays feel the need to like reinvent themselves a lot. Well, yeah. Well, the Zodiac actually starts in the spring. Like Aries is the first sign of the Zodiac and Aries. (laughs) Ashley's an Aries. I'm an Aries. (laughs) (laughs) If we needed not to say that from that. Um, But yeah, so the Zodiac starts with Aries in the spring and then it ends with Pisces. Ends with Pisces. It does. So yeah. So that makes sense. So even if you don't believe in astrology or whatever, and here's the thing, I don't, I personally, I don't know how you feel, Hollis, but I don't think it's science. I don't think it's religion. No. But I think that it has as much realism to it as like Myers-Briggs or the Enneagram. Exactly. It has some psychological implications to it that are like, you don't really, I mean, like you can ignore it, but like, isn't it fun to learn more about yourself and how right. the way how how your birth month and like the amount the of location the set right, time like that kind of stuff, stuff like influences who you are i don't know i just yeah. i think it's kind of naive to say that like oh it's fake like oh, okay okay like, chill. so yeah like, why are you so offensive are, about like, that so are sports like <laughs> yeah, so is like the nba i don't literally I don't, what we is just the NBA? we just decided that professional sports were professional <laughs> that's that's, so embarrassing for men uh, i'm sorry we're talking about fantasy football right now (laughs) it's a it's a it's a game based off of me listen it's a game based off of a game yeah no nothing is real so astrology is just as real as the stock market is what i'm hearing literally and it's like and just because it is fake and man-made doesn't mean that it doesn't have 
substance. Yeah, no, literally the NASDAQ is the a, a boy equivalent to <laughs> astrology, a boy equivalent. This is so bad in gender. What? Whatever. <laughs> we can do this because they, they're always the ones that are like, eh, whatever. Like, I don't believe in it. And I'm like, all right, whatever. No, I mean, all right, Capricorn. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know? No, and I mean, yeah, Myers Briggs, like the, the Enneagram, all of that stuff. Like, I think it's useful in like figuring out like the kind of like, it's good and I think it's good for goal setting. I don't know if that makes sense. Like for me, it gives me a very clear picture of like what I'm good at and what I love that. I'd be good to like work at or um, like jobs and stuff. Like I just think it's interesting. Well, it's psychologically proven that people that like highlight their own strengths and play to their own strengths and right. not and and then try to improve upon their weaknesses are happier people. And it's hard to know your own strengths. Like it's better True. when you're just told your own strengths. Right. And it's not based off of literally nothing. I mean, it's it's generalization. It's ancient, but it's also like a very spiritual and like yeah, ancient like teachings and practices so i think there's Isn't also it like based off of nature essentially when you're when you're looking at like i mean months are fake yeah you know yeah. what i mean time like, is not real like, like it's based off of like seasons and like the patterns of the sun and, and no the it's moon in and the like yeah that. it's literally just astronomy it's like the planets and the universe and all that stuff so and then, i like, think that's the grand cool. yeah it's like it's like philosophy exactly. you know like it's, it's like philosophy. The, it's, it's spirituality it's like philosophy and i think that that takes it a little deeper than just like the myers-briggs or the Enneagram, although the Enneagram is rooted in a lot of like Christian traditions. So. Right. I just, I would like to point out that like we don't like log on to Cosmo every day and like read our daily horoscope that's like, okay, go but co star. Like, go, <laughs> like, go get your man and no, like, no, that's and, like, fake girl astrology. boss today. That's fake astrology. Like, first of all, Hollis reads books about this. So, like, she, uh, my, my summer, my other summer hustle is I'm trying to learn how to read birth charts. So, if you need yours read, hit me up and I'll take money. And it. if honestly, and I have been doing this for a very long time. I think since I was probably either a senior in high school or a freshman in college, it it's really fun to look up the compatibility between two signs. Like if mm-hmm. you have a crush, like oh, I, I totally always look it. up like what their sign is. And like if you Google like so for instance, like me and Hollis, like if you were to Google like <laughs> Aries and in cancer compatibility, you can find all of these websites that'll give you like these in-depth uh analysis of how those two signs will like interact in and a relationship would say we wouldn't work but also it's your astrology is more than just your sun sign it is so. it is so that's also another element of it is like we're just gonna do so we haven't even addressed what we're gonna do in this episode yeah. but it is in the title so whatever we're gonna like assign some of our favorite characters to the 12 wait there are 12 right? 12 zodiac yeah, yeah the 12 zodiac signs and um and kind of like what those characters tell us and like what we like about them and how they fit into that we just kind of randomly assign them based on my boredom I just assigned them based (laughs) on whatever like the vibes I got and we're gonna delve into if these quick assumptions uh hold up or not it's not like they're in the character's description in the movie tv show no, or book no. that they are these signs i just think that they adopt these signs i think so yeah i mean i looked over the list and i agree and like honestly if anybody doesn't agree like i would love to hear what you think they would be i just think- and we're going off sun signs too we have to keep it like we have to be specific in that we're going off sun signs which is just a very small part do you want to explain real quick i think you have yeah, more yeah, knowledge yeah, yeah. okay so basically you have your whole chart so you have all these planets in your chart, you have the eight planets, I think. They're eight or nine. Yeah. Sounds correct. Um, and all of these, by the, when the time you were born, on the time you took your first breath, 
all of these planets were in different signs or different parts of the sky, which are the different zodiac signs. So the what most people focus on is your big three, which is like your what sign your the sun was in, what sign the moon was in, what sign your what was your rising sign or your ascendant, which is the sign that was coming up on the horizon as you like took your first breath. And so your sun sign is basically like your basic identity. It's like who you are, like around people, like what you like. Um, I would say it's kind of your ex. Mm, it's just kind of your identity um, and where you shine. I think it's who you are when you're not trying. No, that uh, – okay. It, but, yeah, it gets kind of confusing. So, like, I would say your sun sign is, like, where you shine. Like, where your sun – like, what okay. you're – And then your moon sign is kind of who you are by yourself. Yeah. Like, internally, like, what's going on there. And then your rising sign is, like, what you want to be known for. It's also, like, I your it, appearance and, like, what you portray to the world. I think of it as, like, the mask the world. you yeah, wear exactly. around people. So that's, like, the big three that really are the easiest in determining your personality. But you also have, like – where, where your Mars is, where your Venus is, and where your Mercury is, which is like your big six. So it just it goes on from there. So we're just focusing on one small aspect today of like what we think these characters are. We could do a whole other host of episodes about like the big three of Harry Potter characters, which would honestly be kind of fun. <laughs> all <laughs> all we do is fun. think of podcast ideas and never record them. Um, <laughs> but so we're going to like run through each of the signs we're going to go through the air signs, the fire signs, the earth signs, and the water signs, and we are going to assign characters to these signs. So maybe if you have, like, literally no um, knowledge about astrology, you can, like, maybe attach some characters to these signs, and then maybe you can start to, like, understand yourself or other people a little bit better based on whatever sign they are, whatever their birthday is, on a very surface level. I just think it's fun. Right. And yeah, this is just uh, send hate mail we do this to, our, yeah, to our email because I don't care. The story of us pod at gmail.com. Let people enjoy things. No, Ashley and I will be in the car, like discussing like star signs of iCarly. I'm sorry, true. And literally, we meet any new person and we're like, What's your sign? What's What's your birthday? Or you like go onto their or we go onto their Facebook, figure out their birthday. And then do a compatibility test. Because we're insane. We're psychopaths. We're psycho, but also it's fun. It's fun. (laughs) Sorry. It's it's all good. It's all good for good and fun. (laughs) So let's get into it. Let's get into it. Okay, so first we're going to talk about air signs. What are your overall impressions of air signs? Um, so air signs are definitely like air. <laughs> they're they're not really tethered to anything. Um, they are just kind of I don't know. I'm I don't know a lot of air signs. <laughs> I am best friends with an air sign and it is very hard to Put him in a box. Yeah, put put her in a box. It is very hard to get a feel on where she is and where she's going. Yeah, they're very intellectual. They're they can be they can seem aloof or detached. Um, analytical. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, they're always have ideas. Very, they're like Gemini's are very communicative. I mean, we'll get into like the different. I would say that outwardly, they're all very go with the flow, which is why they're like air signs. Yeah, just you kind of detached, I mean? like not really. I mean, they're very social, but also not very. Um, they're everywhere clingy. and nowhere. Yeah, exactly. That's at a really the same good way of time. It. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. That's my perspective on air signs. Perfect. So, the three air signs are Gemini, Libra, and, and Aquarius. And interesting grouping. Not my favorite group of signs. I'll be real. Whoa. Okay. Not my favorite. Um, 
I am not naturally that that compatible with most of them. I'm a fire sign. So if you think about it, so there are there's air, fire, earth, and water, and fire. You have to be very particular with who you combine water with or with fire with because yes. it can either like dampen them or like accelerate them because like fire is very fire is very commanding yes and i think that air either like suffocates me or like fuels you or over fuels me it is very rare that it like does the perfect amount of igniting okay i see i see that for you it's funny because normally air signs and fire signs are grouped together is like compatible like very compatible but i mean obviously it's different for everybody especially from an aries to like a Leo to Aries, a Sag. Aries to a Gemini is just not it. It's just not it. <laughs> Are you speaking from experience? No, I just like I just don't have any Gemini's in my life, and like the Gemini's I do know, I'm kind of like. <laughs> my youngest brother is a Gemini, and that makes that makes a lot sense of sense of my fantasy. Okay, anyways, we're talking about <laughs> characters. So the Gemini that I have cooked up for us is Draco Malfoy. Okay, interesting. From Harry Potter, I can see it. Definitely the two – okay, so Geminis, if you don't know, it's the twin. It's a twin constellation, Castor and Pollux. Let's get – I'll get a little uh, mythology for a second. Mythological for a sec. But so, yeah, it's based off of two twins. Um, And that their myth is just that one was mortal, one was immortal, and then they both ended up being in, uh, assumed into the heavens in our constellations now. So Geminis are kind of known for being two-faced. Yes. So that makes sense with Draco because – there were definitely two sides of him. One was him pretending to be this evil, bad death eater working for the dark Lord. And then the other part of him that was like the soft, scared little victim, honestly. Yes. And so Gemini's are known for being energetic, indulgent, talkative, little bit evil. I think they're also very social and like that evilness. Like I think Gemini sometimes I'm going to stick up for Gemini's. You know what? I think Gemini's sometimes get a bad rep. But they're kind of just like the messenger sign. They like they just kind of speak through people or in for people. And I think people misinterpret them badly when actually like they're not really like they're just like the messenger. They're ruled by Mercury, I'm pretty sure. My like the messenger. The my, communication sign. My personal beef with Geminis is that they like to have their cake and eat it too. Yeah. I guess that's the two-faced part of them. Mm-hmm. But I just there's something about like they want it all. Okay. And I can't really get along with people that are not cut and dry mm-hmm. um but that's just a personal thing and i would simp for draco malfoy so it's just like it, it's all depending on the situation yeah but gemini's in general have not always been my favorite people but like there's always it, it once again it's like the perspective yes. in which you approach it so i think that draco is a good example of a gemini as well because He's, like, such – he, like, really, like, is indulgent in his, like, daddy's money. Like, you, he's mm-hmm. such a, like, daddy's boy. Right. And he always, like, flaunts, like – he's, like, I'm telling my father about this. I'm not going to do it. A British accent. No, but No, I'm not going to do it. But Telling my father. <laughs> but then you also see, like, the good side of the Gemini and the fact that, like, he's, like, energetic in the sense that he's not, like, a – he's – he – is in the background of like all seven stories, mm-hmm. but he's never a background character. Like you always know when Draco's there. Like he makes yeah. 
he's a big character he's a big character and especially as like the series wraps up like he becomes a very key player Mm -hmm. a very layered and interesting character very much so like when in um the seventh one when harry is like disguised um Mm -hmm. when the snatchers bring him into bellatrix castle and he doesn't rat harry out it's like it's like ooh, like ooh. he's very complex and you see that he is like intelligent and like mm-hmm. caring actually so i think that he's a good example of a gemini in that like what you see is not always what you get yeah what you see isn't always the truth and that can be a good thing right gemini's are really good at like i think adapting to different social situations becoming like who the person who you want them to be I think at their best, they're really good leaders. They're really good at communication. They're probably very diplomatic. Yeah. And at their worst, they're like super impulsive and unreliable. So you know how Harry, there's like the whole thing where the Sorting Hat wanted him to be a Slytherin, but he like fought to be a Gryffindor. Leo behavior. I have, true. (laughs) I have a theory that like Draco was like originally going to be a Gryffindor and like fought to be a Slytherin to like keep his outward appearances. Like I think that- him and Harry really are like two sides of the same coin. It's just that yeah, no, they're Draco's on foils the, of each other. Yeah, like, like Draco's on the bad uh, on the bad side, and Harry's on the good side. And I think that that like makes for such an interesting dynamic. And like also, so I love this. The and to to branch a little bit into storytelling, and I don't think that we'll spend super long on each side, but I do want to touch on Draco just because we're talking about him. And like, even if we do a Harry Potter episode, mm-hmm. I don't think I'll have the chance to like really delve into this. But I think that. One of the things that makes Harry Potter's storytelling like so memorable is that there's not just one villain. And although, so there's like the grandest form of a villain is Voldemort. It's pure evil. Pure evil. Yeah. And then there's so many shades of gray that gets you all the way down. And the heroism, like it's like Harry's not the ultimate good. He does not only do good. So it's like there's so many shades of gray that get you there. And like Draco is a very interesting shade of that gray in that like he is a good person in a bad situation. Yes. And he is kind of like the hero, like the the young hero of the dark side. Mm-hmm. And he's reluctant the same way that Harry is the young hero, hero of, of the, the good, good side, side and is reluctant yeah. to do yeah. so. So I think that it just really speaks to like in like your youth, you're thrown into whatever situation you're thrown into and you have to make the choice to either like be, you know, like the favorite kid, the – or like the the golden child, yes. the the golden boy, like whatever it or is, like or to reject evil. and embrace the other side. I agree. So I think that it's just a very it, 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 the same thing exists in Percy Jackson, where like Luke mm-hmm. is like the golden boy, the golden fall from boy, grace. right? That like embraces. Yeah, Luke's a Gemini, and that makes sense because his father is Hermes, Hermes Mercury. I could go on. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I think that that like halfway evil, halfway not is a very interesting storytelling yes device. they just dip their toes they, they they cross the lines back and forth you see their hesitation yeah. even though it's not from their narrative perspective no. you can see on their, their insecurity like, yeah the fact that they're like do i want to be embracing this evil or not so i think that you know that yeah. surprisingly all kind of ties back into gemini and that they keep keep a foot on both sides and they choose to lean either way right so that's i think why they scare me a little bit (laughs) because like i i like clarity like i like to barge into a room and know what's going on i got you yeah so i see that i see that it's very ambiguous to me i like that okay so next for libra we have maddie from euphoria (laughs) oh my gosh do you think that's true oh absolutely maddie is the most libra libra of all time so libra's 
are very impenetrable. They value justice. Their their little symbol is like the scales. Um, they're elusive, and I mean they're hot. Like <laughs> let's just be real. So I I was kind of like looking through some articles about like character assignments to astrological signs, and one of them said that. Um, oh my gosh, what is Reese Witherspoon's L L L, L, L Woods, Woods is L Woods. is another example of a Libra. Like very, you don't like know what she's thinking. Right. But she like has like a very like put together um outward appearance and is very like impenetrable and values like fairness. Yes. And justice. justice. Yeah, lawyer and right. Law and so like I think that that was like a good way to like frame it when I was thinking about like other characters we could think about for it. Mm-hmm. And I think that Maddie from Euphoria, very much like you can see in her relationship with her parents that she like feels as though like the world has been unfair to her mother yes because like her dad is a raging alcoholic and And her mom has to like work at a nail salon right and so she feels as though like she she has she needs to like uh boost her family name by like marrying into a family like nate jacobs yeah yeah family and she's like okay well like i've always had my looks and like i'm going to use my looks Looks as a weapon yeah exactly so i think that that is like a very good example of a libra i agree like libras are very very confident very outgoing they're kind of like the way I think about them is like I sometimes confuse them with fire sign, like a fire sign. Like I they like are. Libra is like the fire sign of the air signs. Um, just- well, Libra is the sister sign to Aries. Okay, so yeah, that's they're right. they're like the perfect foil of of each other, of, of one another. Of an Aries. Yeah, they're opposites, but like opposites definitely. Right. But yeah, they're um, Maddie is like very witty, quick, like. She has always has something wit. to say. Yeah, always has something to but say. But she's never saying what she means. And she's always just like the baddest bitch in the room. Like she walks True. in and like that's like her whole thing. Like she walks in and it's like, oh, Maddie's here. No, like, literally. Drawing attention to herself. Like. But at the same time, like no one sees her cry. Right. Like not even her best, best friends. Yes. See her cry. Right. Like she's always crying by herself. And like even when the cops are sitting there and like questioning her about like the, the bruises yeah. and the abuse the obvious that, abuse right yeah. she's like no like she refu- she's like she will not let anyone in to help her and mm-hmm. i think that that is a very very accurate depiction of the libras i know that they you you can't get through to them you no. can't get in like their- you can like you could sit them down at a questioning table and they still will not tell you how they feel interesting so i don't know no i agree i like libras though I like Libras too. I mean, Libras are always like your like your eye just like goes to them. They're just like automatically like you're like oh, there's a Libra. <laughs> you know? Yeah, they're hot, but they're also cold, ice, icy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that I love Maddie. Maddie's a queen. Maddie's great. We I- have we have this one quote in my apartment that we say all the time. So there, there's this one time that Nate is dropping Maddie off. And I think it was like, they were like broken up or something. He was, he was on thin ice with her Mm -hmm. and he goes, am I going to see you later? And she gets out of the car and goes, I don't know, text me. (laughs) And like, and like everyone was like, and like, we're all sitting there cracking up because we're like, imagine saying that to Nate Jacobs, like literally saying, literally saying that to Jacob Lordy, like, I don't know, text text me. me. So like whatever. Demi. Yeah. So (laughs) whenever we like, whenever we're like, what should we say? Like, what should I say to him? Like he said this literally we're like channel. I don't know. Text me because (laughs) that is the Libra energy we all need. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody needs a little Libra energy in their lives. 
Um, I love the quote when she's like, none of you like me because I'm dressed like, no, what is it? It's like, and I'm not supposed to be here because none of you like me and I'm dressed like a hooker or something like that. Yeah, so no, that's funny. exactly it. Oh <laughs> and then she God. knocks the chili over. she knocks over. the chili over. So, so good. So iconic. Euphoria season two, please come. Oh my God. I need it so bad. All right. Next one is Aquarius. Aquarius. Have you watched The Office? I know enough about it where I don't feel like I need to watch it. Does okay. I've seen it five million times. So I can quote it a bunch. And Perfect. I watched it before it was cool. So whenever I watched it when I was on TV. But okay, um, ahead of the curb. It was my family show. Like we watched the finale together, and I was like bawling, crying. My parents were like, "You're literally 13. <laughs> um, hey, you've never worked in an office." You've never and worked. I was like, "I've just." And my senior quote was from the finale. Of so it was. Um, but now you have and, an office job, and how does that compare? Is it a similar experience? Hard to say, honestly. <laughs> I mean, like say. I do kind of have like a a couple characters at my office yeah. that are very fun to laugh no at. No Dwight. Do you have Dwight in your office? No Dwight's, but you know, you've met a few of them. I they're have met they're a few characters. Them. But um what was I gonna say? Uh so I think that Aquarius is best encapsulated by Dwight <laughs> from the office because um so Aquariuses are very like innovative, charitable yes. and irritable in the sense that they like want to give to other people. And they want to like be a team player, but then they get frustrated if they don't get the recognition that they're seeking. So since you haven't seen The Office, I'll kind of take the reins on this one. Dwight spends all of his time working so, so hard like for the the branch Mm -hmm. to like be – he's like top salesman every quarter, like all of this stuff. But he gets – and he – and he's like assistant regional manager, but like Michael – calls him assistant to the regional manager to like get under his skin and he eventually gets like really really sick of the lack of recognition he receives for all of the genuinely hard work he puts in for the team and like dunder mifflin itself is like facing going under for like several seasons like the management of it is just like absolutely awful and they like have bad finances and they deal with fraud and all of that kind of stuff and dwight like single-handedly keeps their branch alive because they can't shut down the branch that the top salesman is at because they're like oh, such a revenue stream. So, I so this is a plot line. Right. So the office is actually kind of deep. So, so when Michael leaves in season seven, he doesn't automatically give the manager position to Dwight, even though it like a hundred percent belongs to him and he earned it. And like, there's no question about it. Mm-hmm. And Dwight gets like bitter about it. And he like starts like not, putting any effort in and there's a new manager and he doesn't suck up to him at all and he's like very indignant to even like participating or like doing his job or logging his hours (laughs) like so I think that's a really good representation of an Aquarius because like they want to do they want everyone to be happy so they will like do a lot of behind the scenes work to make that happen Okay. And then they get frustrated if that's not recognized. Right. Okay. So I don't know what Aquariuses you know um have you ever experienced that yes so when i think of aquarius so aquarius are like just the most like i would say intellectual of all the 12 zodiacs like they are the most i think they're very strategic they're very strategic they they think outside of the box they're very creative very imaginative kind of like pisces but in a more detached way like less emotional more logical more logical yeah more just like aloof (laughs) i don't know i think like i've said that word a lot but it's a good way to describe them we're talking um, about air signs. They're aloof. Yes, exactly. 
but they're really like, yeah, they're just very unconventional is the best way I could describe it. So like, I feel like a lot of Aquariuses I know are like into like social justice and like into problem solving and like that kind of whole sphere. So that's exactly how Dwight is, Mm -hmm. is because he's very like, he's like Pennsylvania Dutch or whatever. He's like, (laughs) he's basically like Amish and like, he like is super weird, has a beet farm, like does not care that everyone thinks he's weird. And like Jim is kind of like the the super like normal guy and like makes fun of him to his face about it and he's like i don't care like no that's very i feel like that's very aquarian like aquariuses are weird love y'all but y'all but then he gets mad when he gets made fun of but he doesn't change how he is right like he's he knows he's like a raging nerd he's super weird and then when jim points it out he gets angry but he doesn't change who he is because he knows that he's unconventional and the that unconventionalness is like a strength i think for aquariuses i would agree i think it gives you or it gives them like an edge and um something that sets them apart. Right. I feel like they're always kind of a step ahead, if that makes sense. Or, like or even ahead. like a step to the side. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Off the beaten path for sure. For sure. Cool. Okay. Air signs. Okay. Air signs. Love you guys. Love a cancer who's probably not compatible with most of y'all. <laughs> to it. Okay. Jumping right into our next element. Our fire house. signs. <laughs> Team fire signs. Let's go. Twin fire signs. Four blue eyes. We have to make at least one Taylor reference. And I was never saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. We have to pay royalty. This is our royalties to Taylor Swift. She makes no money off this and neither do we. Neither do we. <laughs> Yet. Yet. <laughs> S- stream on Spotify. Okay. So. <laughs> air, air, fire signs. Okay. So the first fire sign we're talking about is aries obviously the best sign on the zodiac the first the first sign on the zodiac my sign cardinal initiator there you go so i'll take this aries are very fearless brash emotionally volatile and stubborn and i forgot to write this one down but impulsive yeah aries are go-getters for sure but like what are we going to get is the thing yeah i don't know if y'all like, know what y'all are going to we get we run like, straight forward. nevertheless she persisted we run straight forward into a room and then we're like why are we in here <laughs> and then we go to another room like it's it's honestly chaos being in in this in this aries form in this body i mean i start so many projects that i just never finish so i'm trying i'm trying to i'm trying to finish this no ashley is a big i mean ashley is like i'm friends with a lot of aries and all of y'all are very in- initiative takers you know, hard workers, but, <laughs> but <laughs> no, say it, say it, say it. Y- y'all are funny because y'all just well, like, I feel like you get so overwhelmed by the things that you want to do <laughs> that you end up not doing any of the things you want to do. Facts. So I don't know if that's like a call out, but I know. Love, love no, no, I know. I, I just said like, it's like we run straight forward and then we're like, what are we doing here again? Um, so our airy selection is Eleanor Shellstrop from, from the, the Good, Good Place, Place, the best comedy on television. I, like, yeah, up. yeah, it's straight up. It's NBC so snapped on that one. And on a side note, the way that they kept it at four seasons and didn't let it get bad—that's how you do a television beautiful, show. Beautiful, beautiful. No TV show should be longer than three to four seasons, unless it's like because it gets bad. That's true. That's it gets true. bad. All right. So, why is Eleanor an Aries? Um, Eleanor, <laughs> Eleanor is such an Aries. She's very competitive. Yeah. Um, very like, oh, just has the most brash vocabulary, mo- like just off unhinged. Um, she's very, very unpredictable. Yeah. Unpredictable. Very like, just like she's, I mean, she's 
I think she's a fire sign through and through. Like she is so passionate and like I think at her best, she's super passionate, super caring, like super She's creative in the sense that when they get themselves into like very niche like corners, she's the one who like she's helps, a thinker. She yeah. thinks their way out because yeah. like her brain is always going a million miles a minute. So I think that naturally in Aries has 10,000 more thoughts than the average person because you have so many ideas in the sense that like your brain is moving so fast mm-hmm. that you can solve problems easier because you also are not afraid to like speak up and throw a bunch of them right. out there because right. you ha- you know you have like a plethora of them. So when like one of them doesn't work out, it's not like a hit to your personality or your intellect. Yeah. No, Aries – for sure are like I think they're really good leaders. Um I think they natural like naturally like get put in these positions of leadership because they do have all the ideas. They are like so quick to try things out and if they don't work then like, I think it's whatever. also noteworthy though to like emphasize a little bit like the emotionally volatile yes. aspect in that like they never really know what's going on in their own brain. So why am I saying they? We <laughs> never really know what's going on in our own brains. So, like, emotions are always either super high or super low and, like, all over the place and scattered. And, like, right. Eleanor if- very much gives that impression because, like, you never really know, like, if Eleanor's going to stick with something she says she's going to. Yeah. Like, yeah. she will commit to something and then – and then even in the first or the first couple episodes, like when she like tells Chidi that she's going to help clean up the trash and then like people are and then like flying wraps up and she just like quickly abandons that task to go, go fly to go fly without any second thoughts about it because yeah. she's like, well, that's what I want to go do. Like Aries are very like adventure seekers, adventure seekers like you they want to be like on their high all the time. Right. And, like, don't like experiencing the lows, so they just kind of, like, keep moving. And, like, you see Eleanor's biggest character development when she, like, allows herself to sit in the sadness of when she gets – or when Chidi gets rebooted and doesn't remember their love story. And she just has to, like, watch him – watch him, like, not remember how, like, hard they fell for each other. That's when she experiences her, like, biggest moments of, like, growth away from, like – like. sitting in the discomfort of not being able to jump to the next thing because she's in such an encapsulated setting of being in that one like whatever circle of hell that they're trapped in that it's not like she has all these other options like she talks about on earth how she has like a million boyfriends and doesn't actually care about them like right whereas like in the good the quote good place like she doesn't have all those options like she fell for chidi because it was like a very small situation and then she had to sit with her feelings and deal with the fallout of it yeah and i mean aries like they i i think they are i just pulled something up about this but they like they are the protectors of the underdogs which i think really goes along with eleanor because like think of the squad of the good place we got chidi who's like helpless like cannot make a decision for himself we have Jason. <laughs> I was gonna say her and Jason are like boys. Oh yeah, yeah, the bros. Like who's just dumb as a box of rocks. But she so like loves sweet. him. She's like he's hilarious. And then Tahani, who has like her own like <laughs> host of problems. host of problems. And then like just a, t- a people pleaser through and through. And then even Michael, who like is supposed to be the boss in charge, but like really has no idea what he's going like what's going on. Um, and she really is the leader. Like, she takes everybody under her wing. Like, it's a very unlikely bunch, but she kind of is the glue and shapes it into a force 
worth like reckoning with honestly yeah she makes them like a family yeah and i think that like the passionate side of aries comes out a lot like through the eleanor yeah. and that like they don't attach easily but when they do attach it's like you're never getting rid of it like right. they leave a mark on you right. in the sense that like like you're you, like when you're in a fire signs life like you're in it Exactly. And I mean, I know you, all my, all of my Aries friends are actually very deeply emotional people. Like you really wouldn't know that from the, I'm just going to call you out. No, it's fine. From the outward appearance. Um, from the outward appearance or how they like present themselves to everybody. But like once you get to know them, if, okay, if Libra is the fire signs of the air signs, Aries is the water signs of the fire signs. Does that I like that. I like that. Yeah. So, which might be why you and I get along so well. Probably. But. Well, I think it's my, uh, I think it's my Virgo moon <laughs> or my Sag rising. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I think Eleanor is she is like I yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head with the her being an I've just like never resonated more with like with a character right. ever. Like everything she does, like the way that she just like treats people that she doesn't care about with like so little disregard. thought. Yeah. yeah, so so much disregard. I'm like, yeah, that's literally me. <laughs> like if I don't care about you, like you literally don't exist. But if but if I care about you, like I know everything you're up to all the time. Yes. Because like I'm so obsessive about people that I care about and so dismissive of people that I'm not. Right. And Eleanor is the exact same right. way. Right. She's such an asshole to literally everybody. And and the way that Eleanor hits on literally everybody, me. <laughs> Me, I cannot keep it down. Life energy. It's if that's Eleanor. Yeah, literally, she is. She is the bisexual character representation we all deserved because it was never discussed. It was never discussed. It was never discussed. It just was happened. It just yeah. was, and it was never a conversation. And she just was. I think we already talked about this. I'm sure we have. It's Whatever. Like She's the coolest ever, and I would literally die for Kristen Bell. So, period. Moving on. Sag baby, Sagittarius. No, I think we're on Leo. Oh, see. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We skipped Leo. I skipped Leo because I was really excited about Sag, but we'll get to Sag <laughs> in a minute. Sorry, Leo. Um, so Leos. Leos are the partiers, like the the dramatic. <laughs> they're they're the they're the lions. They're the lions. They're the lions. No, they are the the confident, flamboyant, loyal, and theatrical, like characters, honestly. They are such characters. They are such characters. So the the character we have for Leo. <laughs> I forgot about this. Is Job Job, Job from Arrested Development? Job Bluth, Bluth, Will Arnett's character. If you don't know the character names that well, Job Bluth from Arrested Development, the most haphazard character <laughs> of all time. He's a literal magician. Yeah, like, I was gonna I say he's he's like an amateur magician that like the magicians don't even want. Like he literally got like barred <laughs> from, the from the Magicians Alliance yeah. <laughs> because he because he accidentally like exposed one of their. Uh, yeah illusions illusions it's an illusion, it's an illusion. dad <laughs> it's not a trick so funny so funny no <laughs> he's so outrageous and leo and leos are just so outrageous in every respect uh, no every respect but like in a fun way in yeah. an entertaining way in a like genuine just like like i honestly they're a good time i think that leos are like naturally the dorkiest but they're so calm and confident about how outrageous they are right that they're so magnetic yes I mean, like, I think Leos and Libras are very similar. Like, they're very magnetic. Like, they are – they draw all the attention into the room. They want all the attention in the room. Or, like, Leos do for sure. I'm gassing myself up right now because I'm a Leo rising and, like, I want everyone to think I'm a Leo. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just think that they're so cool. They are really cool. They'll I say anything and everything to, like – my court jester. My court jester moment. Like, I have this joke – that I'm the court jester because I will do anything and everything to make a room laugh. Like, I'm literally a class clown. Right. 
to my own detriment. Mm-hmm. Like I will literally break my arm if it makes people laugh. Oh so my like God, that's no. if we could assign like like high school stereotypes to <laughs> yeah, if we could assign like high school stereotypes to the zodiac, like Leo would definitely be the class clown. Yeah. Or like the theater kid. <laughs> yeah. Like it's just like outrageous and just for the enjoyment of others in a like genuine way. It just like wants everyone to have fun. Right. So Job. but they're also like fearlessly loyal. Yes. Which Job is because Job has gotten um why like Jason Bateman. It's Michael. <laughs> Michael. Is his character. Yeah, I don't know any character names. I just go by their actors. But um Jason is it Jason Bateman? Jason Bateman. Yeah, yeah. He gets I mean, okay, so obviously him or Job and Michael fight like all the time. They never see eye to eye. They're always clashing. But like when it comes down to it, like Job is there for Michael. Right. Like he does everything to save like the blue th- like company. Like he he's no okay, so Leo's are like loyal but misguided. Yes. So like Job doesn't necessarily do anything right, but he doesn't he never bails. One of Michael's biggest character flaws on on arrested development is that he like I mean it's a running gag. He's like I'm never talking to this family again. George Michael, pack your stuff. We're, we're moving. Yeah. Like we're leaving. Out of we're never talking rental. to our family again. And then literally in the same episode he comes back and he's like I forgot something. Like yeah. But like Job never even thinks about leaving. He knows that like his parents don't really have like mm-hmm. a lot of love for him and he's like i don't care we're family i'm here yeah. so like even in the first episode lucille is like is like i love all of my kids equally and then it shoots back and it goes earlier that day i don't yeah, care for job, job. That's my like favorite. it's literally That's the first episode of that show it's so is it the fact I, yeah i just so i literally just quoted it perfectly yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> I like don't i don't care, care for, for job. job oh my god lucille he knows that like his parents think he's obnoxious and outrageous and like misdirected, yeah. but he never thinks about leaving the family ever. And it's really funny because honestly, like Job doesn't really have a moral compass at <laughs> all. No, he doesn't at all. But at the same time, he has such a strong inherent moral, like mor- moral compass. Like I don't. It's such a paradox because he does the like he cheats on like his girlfriend like like all of this marta like, yeah. yeah marta like just all of this honestly horrible stuff he acts in a lot of self-interest yeah but then oh, like yeah, it's completely self-interest but it's never that deep no does that make sense yes it's always like i mean okay so Hollis and i have this running joke that like we do things for the bit like <laughs> like yeah like we don't really mean anything like it's all for the bit yeah. and i think that like that your honor it was a bit your honor it was a bit like i think that that's what job's character boils yes. down to is that like everything he does is really just a bit like he's just looking he's seeking entertainment for himself right. and others in the sense that he's like well like i think that that's why they always make up him and michael is because he's like like you're my brother right like i didn't like i don't actually mean any of this like none of this is that deep, deep and i me. think that right yeah and that's I, the difference that's a good way of distinguishing what i was trying to say and i think that that's what leo's kind of are they just like they're like fun seekers and thrill seekers yes and sometimes that gets them in trouble with more emotional signs where so like more emotional signs cough haws beware <laughs> leos because like they can be very theatrical and not think about the implications of said right. theatricality right yeah they're very like not they don't think about the consequences they just think about the moment which is really cool because like a lot of people need to be in the moment more but i think for leo <laughs> they have a <laughs> hard time seeing past the present right and that's definitely the case with job okay oh my god i have to go back Ugh, after this i'm watching rest of development i love that show. i could watch rest of development every single day of my no, life and something be about the stare <laughs> stare um the stare car the stare car just 
makes me laugh like it's so ridiculous. so ridiculous hey guys remember there's always money in the banana stand there's always money in the banana stand and um i would just like to do another quick aside i know i always do these and you'll have to rope me back in for sagittarius but i would like to talk about briefly how arrested development's underlying humor theme is incest yeah it's incest oh, absolutely they they literally play to romantic like shit. I mean, George Michael within, and maybe. <laughs> within the family. George and Michael, Michael and, and Lindsay. Yeah, George Michael and maybe. Michael and Lindsay. The mom Job, and um, Lucille Buster. and Buster. Job. Job makes a pass of Lindsay all the time. Like it's oh. it's so hilarious. And then like and then like um Job tries to date Anne, who's George Michael's ex-girlfriend. Like it's like <laughs> it, or like marry her. It's like it's so funny because it, it's so it's, there. it's so clearly like making fun of white people like that's yes. the entire gag of it is that like like through and through it's making fun of rich white white people and like one of those main things that they um that they're uh critiquing what are they what, is what, the, what like, does george michael call his grandparents it's like it's like gangy, gangy. <laughs> and um and and uh and Oh my gosh, I can't remember. Whatever, it's anyway, gangy. Is we the need grandma. to. Do, we'll do an arrested development. I would love to do an arrested development episode, but I do just want to like nod to the fact that literally, like that whole show feels like you should not be, be watching at it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah, which makes you laugh harder. Yeah, and I think that that's another layer to Job is that you're like, I feel like I shouldn't be laughing, laughing at this guy. He's, he's such a bad person, but also kind of a good person. Like it's very confusing and like. No, Will Funny. Arnett really disappears into that character. He does such a good job. There. And it's also, hilarious. yes, and Will Arnett and Jason Bateman are like best, best, best friends. Oh if my you God. ever want some entertainment, look up Jason Bateman and On Will like Arnett uh, bromance moments yeah. because they, oh my God, they're so funny. They literally like spend all their time together still to this day. So cute. So, okay. Sagittarius. Sagittarius. Shout out Taylor Swift. <laughs> um, So Sagittarius, this is, this is, our Sagittarii. <laughs> are basically they're they're the they're the free-spirited adventure-seeking emotionless materialistic very driven kind of crazy they're they're out of the fire signs i would say they're the chillers they just like to yes. they're like the air signs of the fire signs i'm gonna make these comparisons the entire time it's just like it russian dolls down yes into, they're the air signs of the fire signs they're the air, <laughs> no literally we just spiral um, but no, they're the chillers. They are, they're so, they're like very fun loving. They love travel. They love adventure. So the example we have from this, and Ash is going to have to take the reins on this one because I've actually never seen this show. You haven't? I have not seen Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Okay. So this is Gina Linetti. She is one of the best characters I think written ever. I've watched a really fun video essay on her. I think it was by The Take. It was called, um, it was called like living like a middle schooler. So Gina Linetti's whole shtick. Oh, you've watched Chelsea Peretti's. Yeah, Chelsea Peretti. I know Gina's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you've watched her, her stand up yeah. bit. Yeah. It's her stand up bit is essentially her character acting Gina. Okay, so you have cool. a, you have yeah, a good yeah. enough I have impression. a vibe. I have a vibe. And of quick course quick plug. Like- watch Chelsea Linetti's. Um, Chelsea. Sorry. Chelsea. <laughs> you combine I got the a, names. Yeah, Chelsea Peretti's Netflix special because it is really hilarious funny. and super quirky and weird. So Gina is this very strange character in the sense that she is like kind of like she should be an outcast but everyone loves her and i think yes. that that is a very accurate depiction of a sagittarius because 
she does whatever she wants. She says whatever she wants. She says the most outlandish things and gets away with it every single time. She trolls everyone all the time. She – so there's a specific Brooklyn Nine-Nine episode that I'm talking about. I think I showed you this clip because it was so funny. So these middle schoolers come in, come (laughs) into the precinct. And um, and they are on like a class field trip or something. And Gina is talking to them, and or Gina's like hanging out with them for a bit. And then it like cuts to another scene, and then it comes back, and she's like best friends with these middle schoolers essentially. And Amy, another character, is like like Gina, where have you been all day? And she's like, and she's like, well, I've just been dealing like in the bathroom because like uh, Joshua H kissed oh, Anna yeah. G, and like that's <laughs> getting into the drama. yeah, and like and like that's uh. And, and that's Maggie's boyfriend. Like, it's like, it's so funny because, like, she she's so una, unashamedly, yeah. like, she, she, so, she, like, experiences no embarrassment in indulging in the things that are, like, important to you as, like, kind of a middle schooler age, which we've been talking about. It's, like, it's fun to, like, when – I think that when you become, like, your truest self is when you allow yourself to nerd out on the things that you liked in middle school. Right. But you're hot, hot now. now. <laughs> So you can get away with it. So you it. can get away with it. So like we are obsessed with talking about things like this. But like if you had proposed the idea of this podcast when I was like 15, I would be like, like ew, ew, that's so weird. Like, so weird. Like no one's ever going to date me or want to be my friend. But like it's fun now because like we're confident in ourselves enough to know that like our dorky pastimes like make us cool. Exactly. So I think that like Gina is a really good representation of that in that she like she like always has these outrageous stories of things that happened to her like after work. Because she is so un like unashamed to like be who she is and pursue what she wants to pursue. And that is what a Sagittarius is, is that they're yes. like, they're like, I'm going to be in this room and do what I want. And if you don't like it, that's your problem. I agree. I think, I mean, like Sagittariuses are definitely the optimists of the zodiac signs. They are like glass. Okay. I'm a Sagittarius rising, ruled by Jupiter, all like just have like good luck, good fortune, all of that kind of stuff. They kind of expect things to work out for them. And normally it does. Yeah. Like normally for Sagittarius. Well, it's, it's such like, a it's a fake it till you make it. You literally yeah. just do whatever you want. And if it doesn't pan out, you like don't care. Exactly. So I I love Sagittarius because I think they're so much fun. They're very they're they're very guided by the notion of like freedom to be who they want to be. Right. Exactly. And like they have this mentality that like it will work out because it has to. Like that's just kind of their, yes. their, their, like, I think that you adopt mantra. that more than you think you do. No, I know. I definitely do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, I think that a lot of times, I mean, Hollis and I spend a lot of like quiet time together. So we see our moon signs a lot more than I think the average friends do. But I think mm-hmm. we also very much see each other's rising in the yes. sense that like we pay attention to each other in social settings. So like I know, I know a lot of, Hollis's Sag side and she knows a lot of my Leo side mm-hmm. oh for sure for sure and I mean gang gang fire fire <laughs> rising sign and and when we get together it's an even bigger flame oh god oh god <laughs> twin fl- twin flames twin flames <laughs> truly oh, um I oh. love I love all of these characters this is like fire signs from a water sign who shouldn't I love you <laughs> fire sign from a fire sign we rock peace out guys Alrighty, we're back, and we're back, and we're discussing Earth signs who are very near and dear to my heart. Eh, <laughs> just you kidding. Say that and all your friends are Earth signs. Just kidding. I love you, Jacqueline. <laughs> love I'll you. never stop waiting for you. 
he'll never love he's me listen- back. He's listening to this right now and he's like – He doesn't listen. Damn. He says he's going to listen and he doesn't listen. So I can have as much slander as I want about him. We dated in seventh grade and he'll never take me back. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that he's going to hear none of this. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So first up – so earth signs. Earth signs are very grounded, very steady, very reliable. Um, Just very like – Mm, dependable steadfast steadfast yeah very steady a little boring to me as a fire sign but i like the reliability yeah you like you like that i do um so tauruses is our first one i i love a taurus okay my brother's taurus i love tauruses um tauruses are persistent steadfast grounded and organized very organized almost to a detriment sometimes i would say i'll give derek a quick shout out and say that he cannot he literally loses his mind if he is not literally 15 minutes early to something. Like 15 minutes early is on time and anything past that is late. <laughs> so like he is like organized, like on the dot, whereas like I will show up to something 45 minutes late and not care. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that that is like just once again proof that astrology is real. <laughs> <laughs> no, every Taurus I know is such a Taurus. It's hilarious. Um. So the example we have for Taurus is and this is like perfect example. Ashley, you snapped. It's Monica from Friends. Monica Geller. Monica Geller from Friends. OCD. Um, just neurotic. <laughs> neurotic. Yeah, that's a great way of putting it. Very neurotic, but at the same time, like, is like the mom friend in a way. Like, is always having people over. It's a great host. Like, it's a provider. Yes, nurturing. Very caring. Yeah, attentive. Oh, yeah, super attentive. of other people. Almost so attentive of other people that they often neglect themselves. Yes. Yes. And I think that Monica embodies that a lot because she always is worrying about the friend group so much more than her own oh, mental right. stability. Yeah. Tauruses love like creature comforts. Like they love mm-hmm. the food and Monica's like a chef. Right. Um, Loves the home. Very home bodies. Very attentive to their home. Their home is like their sanctuary. Yes. Um. So yeah, Monica is like the perfect example just because like – the love she has for her apartment, the love she has for like food and cooking and just like also if you notice Monica doesn't get into like flings. She only no. gets into relationships because she seeks steadiness. Yes, yes. She she seeks the reliability that she provides. Her two main love interests on the show are Richard, the dentist. The dentist who's like older and provides a sense of safety because he is like not in the same age group as her and is therefore like looking for something more serious serious and steady and reliable and then that falls apart and when she she, when he doesn't want to have kids because right because she wants she's a a a home a home uh, uh, she wants to create a home right she wants to create a home and that family creates way for care uh, for Chandler's big character arc to from becoming a very volatile I would argue that what is Chandler I think he's an Aries okay he's a mess (laughs) he's a mess and I resonate with it and he's very like says anything for anyone I mean maybe a Leo but like like and Chandler and Monica would not have worked in the first episode or even in the first couple seasons they work because of the 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 growth that they both experience Aries Aries, I literally, I knew. Wait, it. Is that Aries? Yes, yes, yes. That's Aries. Aries. That's Aries. Okay. How did How did I know? Oh my god, we're good at this, guys. Every, every, we're good at this. Every personality test I've ever taken has told me that I'm a Chandler Bing. Like every single oh, one always oh, is like you're a Chandler. Ashley Bing. is such a Chandler Bing. Oh my gosh, <laughs> the self deprecating humor. Yeah, all of it. Yep. It's so funny. It's, yeah, it's the like whatever. So so, 
I think that Monica embodies the steadiness of Torres because like Monica's character never changes. She just becomes a more mature version of herself. Right. Like the things that are important to her remain important to her, but she just refines herself. So she's less neurotic, less like overbearing, overbearing. Yeah. Yeah. She comes off a lot of times as like, yeah, overbearing and like kind of a control freak. Yeah. But when, as she ages throughout like however many 10 seasons, like she becomes like, just like very, I don't know. Attentive is the word we threw out earlier. Whereas but. I think you could argue that like Rachel is like a mess in the sense yes. that she, her personality changes like every single season. Because I feel like Rachel's a Gemini because of it. Yeah, definitely because of an external force. Like Monica is not influenced by external. She knows who she is internally and yeah, like is grounded in that and responds to external factors as her internal self or as Rachel. Oh my god, we got <laughs> Oh my goodness. See, okay. Literally tell me this isn't real. Like we know what we're talking Actually, about. No, that's, and we not, that's not Gemini. That's, what is it? Um what comes before Gemini? Taurus. Taurus. She's a Taurus. There's no way. No way. Whatever. And, in my fantasy she's a Gemini. So so I just think that like Rachel is like very volatile and Monica is very steadfast and yes. that's why they like meet each other. It's yeah. like they, Rachel, right. Like Rachel takes Monica out of her uh, set ways and Monica grounds Rachel. I think that if you're seeking some grounding in your life and mm-hmm. some consistency, seek out a Torres. Yes. I love my Tauruses. I know. I love my I guess I do Tauruses. too. I just like, I like to hate on earth signs <laughs> because whatever. I like, where's the excitement? <laughs> but no right. where where's the flavor where is the flavor but the flavor the is, flavor's deep down it's, i know it's it's not the flavor you want but it's the flavor you need i that's know you're right so like that's such a backhanded compliment i know no i love you earth signs all right <laughs> next one is virgo which virgo mm, you don't like shout, okay shout out hannah morris love of my life um she's a virgo but she also says she doesn't resonate with it so i don't feel that bad uh see being she doesn't mean resonate about it, it but i see it i've dated a few virgos i'll say it um and what was i thinking and um (laughs) anyways um chill anyways so virgos virgos they are thoughtful dreamy pensive and sensitive every analysis (laughs) of virgos i've ever read has said that the world only exists in their brain so they are very dreamy and like help you seek out your own internal dreams yeah but then like when real life happens they can't respond but this is me being mean do you have anything (laughs) nice to say about virgos also i am a i'm a virgo moon so like this is kind of like my vice is that like i'm a little bit like this so yeah so i'm drawn to it but i also you're dragging yourself at the same time i am but like i don't know it's no okay so i think virgos virgos are very like they're kind of perfectionists they're really hard working they're very creative very um, patient yeah very patient um so yeah i mean they are the i think they're just like very thoughtful like that is kind of the hallmark of a virgo and that's like where it kind of i don't know they branch off from like the rest of the um earth signs is that they're super thoughtful there's they're more i feel like i don't know i'm they're more internal than they're they that's what i'm saying like live in a dream world yes like you like and it's interesting that they're an earth sign because like they're grounded in fantasy interesting okay so that's my only qualm with them is that like i'm a little bit of a realist 
in that like life isn't fantasy, but also it's nice to like have an element of f- fantasy in your life. Ooh. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I think that there's good and bad sides to every single sign. Like I roasted my own sign. So, but so the character we chose for Virgo is Bella from Twilight. <laughs> Please explain this to me. <laughs> Please explain this, this to one, me. This one goes out to Anna Helen who watches Twilight every single time she's hungover. <laughs> um, so Bella Swan is a Virgo simply because she doesn't say anything, but you know she's thinking everything at all times. Yeah. She lives in a fantasy world because she literally wants to become a vampire even if it means throwing away her entire future. Because she doesn't actually care about the real world. She cares about the fantasy world of being a vampire and living in a world of vampires and werewolves and, like, knowing the secret side of, like, the mythological aspects of the Twilight universe. Does that make sense? Okay. So that's my – yeah, see – so I just looked it up and Google does say that Bella is a Virgo. She's such a Virgo. She's so pensive and kind of goth and <laughs> like doesn't really have anything like going on for her. Oh my gosh. Except for the fantasy that she embraces and she like doesn't become cool until she becomes a vampire. Like there's like a thing that she gets like hot when she becomes a vampire because like she like when she's not entrenched in her fantasy world, she like feels out of place. Like Virgos feel out of place in a realistic setting okay does that make sense i think so so i mean i don't know say something nice about virgo so we don't get canceled virgos i love you guys i think that y'all are there i i love the patience i love the kindness i think um (laughs) i could do without it (laughs) i think that um i just lost my entire team of thought (laughs) sorry (laughs) i think that um, earth signs are often get like this kind of, uh, narrative that they're all like very stubborn and I don't see that. I think, I don't know. They're very stubborn. (laughs) Listen, listen. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if I should say this on the podcast. (laughs) Say it. I mean, you've already dragged them through the mud. (laughs) I dated two boys with the exact same birthday. Coincidence? coincidence they're both virgos and they acted the same way that's all i gotta say (laughs) all right well (laughs) i'm gonna regret that all right (laughs) probably i don't care (laughs) oh man run it back run it run it back run it back it was a bit your honor it was was your honor it was a bit it's a bit um (laughs) no i i I don't know i like virgos i think that they are they're fun to be around i like their that kind of like inner fantasy the the, I think it's fun. I think they bring. I bring. It's that good fun. for creativity. Yeah. They're very. Creative. No, they're very creative. Um, they. I don't know. Yeah, I like the creativity. Yeah, I don't know if Bella's creative, but like whatever. <laughs> well, also Bella is just kind of like a. I mean, she's, she's a not, flat character. She's a flat I've character. ever seen one, but whatever. Virgos are not flat. Okay. Capricorn. Capricorn. You talk about this one because I haven't watched Grey's in forever. Okay, okay, okay. But okay. I think it's a good representation of it. Capricorn, you know, it's a great representation. And Capricorns are Cancer's sister signs. So they're like the foils of um, of Cancer. Basically, they're determined. They are self-assured, magnetic, intelligent, and practical. They are like the rule followers. I want not like mm, – they're, they they respect rules. They respect the boundaries. They, they respect tradition more yes. than I think they oh, respect rules. No, they're very they're very traditional in that kind of sense. Um, they're not very emotive. They're they kind of are just like they're very they're like the straight edge. I feel like of the zodiac. 
I agree. So the example we have for this is they're like the hall monitors of the Zodiac. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they no. So the example we have is Christina Yang from Grey's Anatomy, of course. So Christina is such a rule follower is trying she, to get to the top. She's so by determined. The book. Yeah. By, by the, the book. book determined. Doesn't really. Well, okay. Christina is actually a really interesting character because she is not, she doesn't get attached very easily. Like whereas all the other characters get super attached to their patients and to like um, the, just each other. She is very much like, I am a doctor. I'm here to do my job, which is funny. Cause she also has like, you know, her thing with like Hunt and um, Burke and like all the other, but that's also very, um, that makes sense because it's like her, her higher ups. Like she's very, she wants to like please them, make them happy because she wants to get ahead. Yeah. Um, she sees life as like a staircase. Exactly. And everything is like just a next step. Like every surgery is like a step up. Every like right. getting close to the head of cardiothoracic surgery is like very a head futuristic up. sign. Yes. Just very determined. That's like the best word I think I can describe uh Capricorn with. I would agree. Um, so yeah, that's like they're grounded in the sense that they have their eyes on the prize. Yes. They oh, know yeah. what they want and they go get it. They go get it. And they are go they they take like all the steps possible to get there. And they will never let you see them waver. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They are They're a little impenetrable too. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. They're 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 well their whole thing is is Capricorn like a goat? No, it's something. But it, they're very stoic. And yeah. um, yeah, impenetrable is what you said. Hard to get through to because they have this kind of, you know, strong will that's hard to get through. Definitely. Our friend Anna Helen is a Capricorn. Yes. <laughs> so is Jenny. So is Jenny. Yeah, yeah. So is my brother. So there, there's a lot of Capricorns in my life. Yeah. I, I like I like a good Capricorn. And if you're wondering if you're a Capricorn or not, you probably think you're too cool for astrology because every single That's Capricorn so I have ever met is like, I don't care. Because, because, it, it's because like it doesn't this, get them anywhere. They're no, like, I don't care. I don't care. It's like very spiritual. It's outside of their like it's realm like, of thinking. It's like they're very realist. Yes, yeah, it's realist. Like too fun for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yes. like, nah. No, no, no. I think um, Capricorn's are very fact-based. Yes. Um, Like facts over everything. Right. Mind over matter, head over heart, that kind of Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. So – but like that can be good for a dreamier, yes. Which sign is pairing cancers and Capricorns are exactly to but be yeah. very grounding in that sense. Earth for signs? those that get like carried away. All right, Earth signs, I love you. Okay, 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 okay. Last and most certainly not, not least, least, water signs. Water signs. Oh my God. Well, as a water sign speaking, water signs are very nurturing, very caring, very emotional. Um. We always get a bad rap because we're so emotional, but y'all need us. I love it. It brings out my soft side. No, we bring out the soft side on people. We are everybody's therapists, everybody's go-to for listening and crying. Hollis is my mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hollis is my mother. Yes. We like to take care of people to the point where we don't take care of ourselves. Most certainly. But it's it's good. It's good. We are I think I don't know. I I mean I'm a I'm a water sign apologist, obviously. So I'm a water sign apologist mm-hmm. because let- I've been seeing a lot of cancer slander on TikTok recently. And I just have to say that <laughs> sorry. Sorry you from, can't be us. From fire- it's cancer season. <laughs> it is cancer season. From a fire sign's perspective, a a water sign can either completely dampen our light or reduce like like 
minimally reduce our overactive flames to a more manageable level. And from my interactions, from my favorite water sign, Hollis Hummus Bacon. (laughs) Hummus Bacon. Um. I uh that's my nickname for her in case you're wondering it's not that's not her name um <laughs> but she like dampens me to have some clarity because I'm very quick to have high emotions high anger high sadness mm-hmm. high ex- just like everything everything comes so high for me and Hollis will bring me a little bit lower and say like don't forget your emotions just keep them in perspective <laughs> with her little water droplets that yeah, she yeah, sprinkles yeah. on just, me. Just the, yeah, I just wet everything. <laughs> um, no, I think that water signs give every like they bring out vulnerability in everybody, which I think is like a nice little trait because like it's hard. It's very hard to be vulnerable. So if you're around a water sign, if you had them in your life, like most chances are like you you probably go there they're your go-to for a lot of like just emotional stuff yeah um but yeah so the first water sign the cardinal water sign is cancer which is what i am if i haven't said that a trillion times give us the debrief because i took the reins on aries okay okay, okay. so cancers are very compassionate very (laughs) we're the we're very (laughs) we're the space cadets i think you can attest to this everyone can attest to this spacey little spacey um nurturing and naive yeah i would say naive i think sometimes that can be in a positive light right like i think we place a lot of trust into people yeah um i'm childlike wonder childlike wonder but at the same yeah the way cancer they're very familial um yeah family oriented uh friend oriented just kind of like people oriented so baby yeah (laughs) so soft (laughs) So the cancer we have, as an example, is Bridget Jones from none other than Bridget Jones's Diary. What a great movie. I haven't seen this movie in a minute, but I should go back and watch it because – You should. I forgot about it. So It is the rom-com. Yeah. Talk us through Bridget Jones's Diary, if you will. Okay. Bridget Jones is very this is immature so in the sense that she, like, is kind of in denial of being the age that she is. And her main worry is, like, finding love before it's, quote, too late for her. Mm -hmm. And she is very reluctant, in a sense, to grow up. Yeah. And I think that that is a very hallmark sign of a cancer and that cancers kind of, like, chase childhood. Yeah, very nostalgic, sentimental. Right. Sentimentals. um, Romantic. Right, exactly. Like, they romanticize youth Mm -hmm. and all of that kind of stuff. And as she starts to lose her youth, she becomes more cynical. And, you know, she, like, has – she's addicted to cigarettes and, like, embraces the more immature aspects of her personality. Yes. And when she begins her – like affair with Hugh Grant's character, can't remember his name. Whatever Hugh it's Grant's just character, Hugh Grant. yeah, yeah, whatever. He, we're calling it Hugh, Hugh Grant. Grant. Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant's character. He is kind of like a childish choice to choose as a partner mm-hmm. because he's like afraid of commitment and he's very uh, selfish in their interactions and like he's all fun and games. And then when he leaves, he doesn't think twice about her. So he's like a very bad choice because they have great chemistry but no reliability Ability, yeah whereas um i know that his character's name is darcy what is i is colin, colin, firth, firth. Colin, oh, firth. colin firth colin firth on the other hand has 
a little bit of spice to him in the fact that he's a little bit cynical on an on an older end he sees he sees the world through kind of like an old he's kind of like an old man soul Mm -hmm. in that he thinks that just like everything is kind of pointless and like there's no point to anything and that is very against what Bridget Jones (laughs) is like she very much chases youth and fun and he's very like I would like to have my cup of tea and be left alone because life is unbearable. (laughs) But they're an incredible combination because he's incredibly steadfast in caring for her and accepting of her flaws because he sees the, the multifaceted range of who she is and sees the good and the bad and accepts and loves both. Doesn't just like say, they're fine but is like I love you for how childish you are yes you know what I mean like he pursues her in a very reluctant way because he's like ugh, I know I'm supposed to be with you like it's yeah it's like I'm just gonna resign myself to the fact that like that we're soulmates we're soulmates and and she's very rejective of that because she doesn't think anything is predetermined because she thinks that she's still like everything is still you know the world is her oyster and everything is still full of possibility bright-eyed everything is still full possibility mistakes like are happy accidents and things like that but they make a good combination because she he he helps her embrace maturity and she helps him embrace immaturity yeah that's a good little pairing yeah so i i love bridget jones diary great movie i still need to read the book i'm sure it's great i think chris has read it so maybe we can have her on for an episode for that yes um but it's just like she's such a cancer because she always kind of like falls for the wrong she she feels everything super deeply. Mm-hmm. She falls for the wrong types of people. She she puts a lot of immense pressure on herself. Yes. That she's almost self-creating. So do you think that that resonates well with a cancer? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, cancers are like notoriously empathetic. Um just like feels everything, feels like kind of the feels what other people are feeling and then like in their kind of in their fall in their in their like worst extreme they can get a little passive aggressive a little well like the whole the cancer soul thing is that they're a crab is that they're very hard on the outside like defensive but very like soft on the inside i think where gemini's are materialistically and like socially indulgent Cancers are emotionally indulgent in every respect. Right. They oh, like absolutely. to feel everything 150%. Yeah. And yeah. I think that Bridget Jones does that. Like she, she, you know, kind of created the notion of like sitting in front of your TV crying with a pint of ice cream when yes. it breaks up with you. Yes. Because like that's a very cancer thing to do is to take everything to a new level uh-huh. of emotional. Yes. Oh, absolutely. So that's why it's like the rom-com. Right. I'm going to go off on a tangent really fast. I love being a Cancer and everything, but I can never get, like, I think Zodiac jewelry is so cute, but (laughs) I cannot get the symbol nor the name tattooed, a necklace, none of that. I can't get the word Cancer on my body, and I also can't get the 69 symbol as a necklace. (laughs) Like, can we have one thing? No, cancers can have nothing as a treat. Yeah, I guess we'll just get like cancers a- can be sad as a treat. As a treat, please. We're already always that, so it's fine. Happy cancer season, everybody. Hope you have your tissues and your sad movies and <laughs> your baths, because that's what I've been up to. <laughs> I don't have a bath right now, but 
I would. <laughs> I took a bath today in broad daylight. A musty morning. A musty time. morning bath, if you will. We, so that's a that's a recurring thing around here. If you take if you take a daytime bath, you know that you're down bad. Yeah. I'm not even down bad. I was just like, I'm gonna take a bath today. It's cancer season, you're always down bad. Okay. That's how it works. It's the rules. I don't I don't make them, I just enforce them. Got it. Okay, Aries. <laughs> what are you a cop? What are you a cop? <laughs> Gibby's a cancer. I can't explain. <laughs> no, Gibby's like a. I don't even know what Gibby would Gibby's be. Gibby's a Sag. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So moving on, we have Scorpios. Okay, Scorpios. I know we've been saying this. Scorpios are the. They might as well not even be a water, water sign. They are the fire sign. I was a water say. sign. They have no emotion, or they do have emotion, but they it's so intense. It. They bury it's it so deep. intense. So Scorpios are alluring, inflexible, witty, um, mature, and moody moody they're also like a very sexual sign yeah they're just very intense all around like everything about them is like i don't know dark and like twisty like meredith gray i feel like would be a yeah yeah um so the example we have for scorpio is none oh the queen herself the queen herself santana lopez from ryan murphy's hit show (laughs) (laughs) ryan murphy what does he know what does he know he's on my list (laughs) ryan murphy's always been on my list um, so Santana Lopez is a Scorpio in my perspective, mostly because she's like such she's such a smoke show, but like what's behind the smoke? Exactly. Like she's such a so mean, so mean, aggressive, aggressive as hell, um, like witty, like sharp as a wit, like a what what do they say? Sharp as a whip, know. something like sharp oh, as- oh, yeah, 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 something like something whatever like that. Um, just goes after everyone and everything in her way, or not even like she just like picks in her out peripheral. Yeah, and yeah, she'll pick somebody out and like give them like roast them in the most extreme yet funny way and personal way. Like I think that it speaks to how attentive she is. Yes, on how personally devastating her roasts are. <laughs> like that's what makes her so fun to watch is because like you know that she's paying attention uh-huh. and that's how she hurts people exactly like she gets people where they're down right like, in their insecurities she she is really good at highlighting insecurities and mm-hmm. like weak points and finn calls her out because finn figured everything out and he was like what's everything <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, if you haven't seen the show Glee, basically Santana's whole story arc is she is uh, – the whole time she's being mean to people, she's just really struggling with herself and her sexuality and her feelings towards her best friend, Brittany. And Finn calls her out and be like, you are so quick to bring down everybody else. Like, you're obviously hiding something. And that just, like, speaks to, like, I feel – And then he says, why don't you just come out of the closet already? Yeah. And then she smacks him. So, good for her. Yeah, we don't do that here. Um. But yeah, it just, I think it speaks to the very internal, deep, like, I don't want to say like wounds, but like um, just this kind of intense energy, intense feelings that are almost like misdirected. Like, I don't think Santana's like anger or anything was misdirected because of what she was going through. But at the same time, it's like, it's, I don't know. It's obviously a cover or a show for what she's actually projecting, you know? I think that Scorpios command a room in whatever sense of the word and then behind closed doors just sob. Yeah. Just sobbing. Just sob or brooding. <laughs> brooding yeah. or like thinking themselves into a spiral. Like they're yes. very – they like in the same way that Geminis are like two-faced, I think that like 
Scorpios are have like a hidden part to them. Like mm-hmm. it's not like they present two sides. They present one, one side, side and completely yeah, conceal yeah, the other everything one. else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. And I mean, we see some really vulnerable moments with Santana in the show. It makes like, her such a good character. Comes out to her grandmother. No, she's the best character. She's like, so good. She's the best character. She owned Glee. Oh, yeah, yeah. The oh and she's so hot yeah yeah. oh rest in peace peace, i forgot for a second i know i can't even think about it without no like i cried when that news came out like that was why is the cast of glee so cursed guys thanks ryan murphy thanks ryan murphy this is your fault actually i'm not gonna say that that's actually horrible he's not responsible for anything that happened i don't know (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah santana the scorpio makes sense with my fantasy what would britney be britney's like a what's the no thoughts one why was Brittany? I feel like could be an Aquarius, like because she's so outside of the box, crazy. Yeah, yeah, I think but so. So smart too. Yeah, I'm looking at Brittany and right Santana now. were like one of the greatest TV ships of all time. Oh, best couple ever. I don't know why they had to get married with her and Blaine. That felt like a hate crime. Yeah, that was not okay. When's her birthday? I'm looking this up because I have to know. So sorry for the weird pause, but <laughs> I was just gonna let you have it. Um, March 14th, Pisces. 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 Yeah, Pisces. Pisces. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I can see it. Okay, water. Well, we're about to get to it. All right, so that that brings us to Pisces. Pisces Pisces are the final zodiac sign. They're very intuitive, kind, artistic, and Ashley just wrote different. I think built different. I think they're kind of built different. Pisces. I'm a Pisces moon. Pisces are very imaginative. They're the hardest sign for me to like wrap my head around. Really. Because every Pisces I've met is different. That's true. The only thing that they have in common is that they get butthurt really easily. And that doesn't mean that I don't love them because I have a lot of Pisces in my life that I love and like admire. But I just – all of them are so quick to get upset. I think cancers – are like kind of like lovey dovey, mm-hmm. but they also get like sad, but they're like by Just themselves sensitive. sad. Yeah. Whereas like Pisces are kind of like aggressive, defensive, emotional, maybe. defensive, passive aggressive. Like they kind of like want their emotions to be known by other people and like talked about by other people. I yes. they're a very interesting water sign to me. I don't totally get them, but I think that Pisces also have a lot of like creativity to yes. them as well they're super artistic i every pisces i know is so artistically inclined in right. some kind of creative process like no matter what medium they are just creative people and they're they- like funny naturally too like yes. i think that they are like like are just and like kind-hearted but cynical yes they're also very intuitive they pick up on things really easily and so that's why our pick or ashley's pick i guess for Pisces is Jess from New Girl. So I think that Jess is a good Pisces because she's a very hard to understand character from my perspective because like she's like a nerd, but she's also like super hot. She's <laughs> like a really caring friend, but also gets really angry with her friends when they get when they like mess up the friend dynamic so like she gets like super angry when she finds out that like Cece and schmidt are hooking up because it's gonna like mess up the friend group dynamic she gets really angry when like nick is being immature she gets really angry when winston's being spacey like she is very quick to emotionally respond in the most like 
a hundred percent way. Oh, okay. Here, so I think that cancers like like grapple with their emotions, and Pisces just express them when they feel them. Yeah, at they're their, at hundred at hundred and ten percent. Yeah, and where like Scorpios are very calculated, Pisces are the exact opposite. They do they do it in the moment and don't care about the consequences. But it's all very emotionally driven. Mm-hmm. And I think that they're an inherently like anxious sign because they care so much about the environment that they've curated that they want it to be preserved. Yes. So Jess is like the most – she's like such a like mother figure and she cares so much about all of her friends, cares about having deep relationships with every single one of them in an individual way, mm-hmm. but gets angry when they do something unpredictable that throws a wrench in whatever she she envisioned. Envisions. Yes. And like I love Jess. I want to be friends with Jess. Like Zoe Deschanel is like literally – she owns that show. Yeah. But at the end like she's such a – she's such – but she's also such an enigma. Like right. She, she pursues so many things at once – that I think her own wires get tangled and that creates conflict within herself that it, that embodies itself as anger. All the Pisces right now listening are like, I'm feeling very perceived. <laughs> um, We've been perceiving everyone though. I know. Sorry for p- perceived anybody wrong. But no, yeah, I think pi- all Pisces have a very strong like individuality complex. For sure. Like they, they kind of think that they created the world. Yes. They they think they are the main character. Yeah. Um, Which, you know what? You are. All of y'all are. Um, so I – yeah, Jess is a really good one because, like, kind of that show revolves around her. Like, it's her moving in, like, putting herself in the situation where she's living with three random guys. Um, and the just, like, comedy ensues because of all of these things that happen to her through – And the deep connections that she, like, forces on them. Yes. She's like, we're all best we're friends We're all going to be friends. Yeah, And exactly. they're like, you're literally our roommate. And she's like, no, we're best friends now. We're family. Yes. Like, that's how a Pisces is, is they, like, command into your life and then they never leave. Yeah. I agree with that. But they all also have so a – funny. But they also have a lot to say along the way. Exactly. So – but that that just means that they care. It does mean that they care. No, they're very – they are super percept- perceptive. Um, Just, yeah, very emotional. Love – I love a Pisces. I'm a Pisces moon. Yeah, very I can dr- see it like, for sure. Um, Pisces are very dreamy. Uh, yeah, kind of fan, kind of like a Virgo, like fantasy land. Well, I'm a Virgo moon, so that makes sense why we get along. There we go. We're just figuring out our friendship right now, guys. <laughs> um, live on the podcast. Live on the podcast. Why are these two friends? <laughs> um, All right, let's wrap it up. Bye, water signs. Okay, so let us know what y'all think about these picks. Do you agree? Do you disagree? And let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. What what can we learn from all of these absolutely nonsensical analyses? I think what's fun about prescribing every, like different characters with their different zodiacs or what we think their zodiacs are is because, I mean, we inherently look for similarities in ourselves and characters. And so when we find a character that we resonate with – we're like, oh, this character is obviously like a Cancer or an Aries or something like that. Like, and it's fun to like just see and compare the different personality traits. It's fun to feel seen. It's fun to feel perceived. I think that humans are also like naturally pattern driven people, and like we look for patterns and things that we experience and see and like take value from. And so, like, this gives just like a little bit of a pattern you can look at, like characters or like any or people through. And 
try to like understand them better. I think that anything that pursues the deeper understanding of people or stories yes. or characters is like inherently good because like even if you're like kind of like breaking them down in a negative way, mm-hmm. like me with Virgos, LOL, um, it it gives you a better perspective on why you're coming from there and how you can better interact with them to have a healthier interaction with yeah. that type of yeah. person. It's fun to break down something that's two-dimensional, like on a screen TV movie or on a book, like just words on a book, and take that like that information you're given and start to unpack it a little more, unravel it a little more. And you can kind of see like the different characters' motives that maybe weren't explicitly expressed in like a book or like in a TV show, but be like, oh, that was such a Scorpio move because of this or like it's yeah it's just like fun to be able to like kind of get down and dirty almost (laughs) it's a bad way of putting it but like and just try just analyzing things analyzing why people do things why these characters are the way they are why they have these motives why they act the way they do how they interact with their environment i think it's important to note too that every character is based in some level of a real person regardless of how how fictionalized the yes. storyline is, the setting is, everything. Characters are based on humans even if they're not even humans, even if they're aliens, even if they're personified animals, even if they're yeah, whatever. They like to, humans like to anthropomorphize anything. Wow, big word. And everything. And I think that looking at characters and delving into their motivations – their tendencies, their their virtues, their flaws, their vices, things like that. And, you know, using whatever whatever frame of reference you want to mm-hmm. use. One that we like to use is astrology because we think it's fun. We think it gives like a very widespread allowance for analysis. Yes. But also like you can look through it through whatever scope you know speaks to you if you want to look at it through like i don't know like biblical characters like you can do that through superhero types through you know whatever your different tropes different tropes like whatever buzzfeed article categorization speaks to you no i don't know how but buzzfeed is responsible for this episode oh it is i mean we are not millennials no kind of on the cusp is this chuggy of us no no gen z likes astrology yeah Okay. Okay. We're fine. We're, we're fine. We're cool. We're, we're cool. fine. So, yeah. I think that whether or not you, like, love astrology, I hope that this episode was enjoyable just even to just hear a couple of your favorite characters shout it out and analyze exactly. a little bit deeper. But um, – and if you made it all the way through and you're not an astrology person – let us know or at least like tell a friend that's not that super into astrology and tell them to listen to it because like maybe we can like merge the gap between astrology people and non-astrology people by making it a little bit more accessible in this sense because like I really do think that a lot of people reject it because they think it's stupid and like and like kind of out there right and like it's literally just like it's a fun thing and like we want it to make it fun stars like it's all like I mean no matter what it's not like the stars (laughs) what song is that I don't know um whatever it doesn't matter (laughs) like people are like oh it's not really fact-based but which is like i don't know that's neither here nor there to say but like it does have to do with fact which is like what was happening in the sky when all of this was going down i don't know hollis and i were on on the same page about like a lot of things that came up here and 
we're not reading the exact same things. So there has to be a level of commonality that's occurring within this community right. of astrology people that has a sense of truth to it. And I don't know. And truth is relative. Truth whatever. is relative. I mean, there's so Time many- is fake. Truth yeah. is relative. Nothing is real. Nothing is real. Everything um, is real. Yeah. I mean, we could go down that spiral, but let's not. And if if for, for some reason, like, you're not into astrology, but this was interesting to you, I want to plug something really quick. And if is- you think CoStar is, like, a little hokey, like, I, it is. I think CoStar is fun just because, like, I kind of like my phone kind of, like, talking to me because I know it listens to me. Like, I will literally be like, I'm down bad. And then the next day, it will be like, you were in it pit of sadness i'm like thanks <laughs> fbi agent yeah thanks thanks my agent. but if you want a legitimate astrology app plug 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 your girl okay so the app that i use i have okay first of all it's i'm plugging channy nicholas channy is an astrologer she has an app she wrote a book she's super helpful if you're interested in any of these things i pay 11.99 a month for this app because I i'm don't so invested it. in it um it, and they, there's a free option. <laughs> she will like it gives you your whole chart breakdown. It tells like her book will tell you how to read your chart. Um, it it gives you like the weekly astrology lineups, like what's happening in the week. Um, gives you like meditations and like rituals for different stuff if you're into that kind of thing. But if you're not, use the free version. It's really like fun and interactive. It has like mood boards and um uses like emojis in a non-chuggy way yeah. just like in an actually like interesting and appealing way i think the app is really well designed right it's also very um it's it's the the app is uh structured around like social justice and it's also very right. lgbtq plus positive um yeah i really can't say enough about check her. out her instagram if you want to like get a vibe of it before downloading the app if you're a little bit hesitant um, but it's it, I I love it. I love yeah. using it. Halls and I've been using it for like almost a year now. Yeah, it's been if crazy. you think about it, it's been crazy. No, it's awesome. I I literally cannot say enough cool things about her and everything. Um, but this was supposed to be a short episode, and we've been talking for probably over an hour. Uh, which honestly, we can't hold ourselves to any kind of time kind of time constraint when we're talking about this kind of thing. I had fun though. So interesting to us. I did have so much fun. Thank you so much for listening. Follow us on um, Instagram, on TikTok. TikTok. We'll have more content. At the um, Story of Us pod. Yeah, we'll have more content coming out soon. As we mentioned, we've been busy. You can always slide into our DMs and give us recommendations. Yes. We can also maybe put like a Google form for feedback in our Instagram bio. Share our episode on your story if you want us to love you forever. And stay tuned for the next episode. Love y'all. See y'all soon. Bye.